0: The following audio is via a Skype call. Rosemary, when you were 16 years of age, what were your circumstances in life such that you followed a trajectory of your personal interests, both personal and professional, to land you where you are right now?
1: I had some parallel paths that all converged later on in adulthood, and one was my passion for writing. I was always writing. I was doing short stories. I had two novels written by the time I was 15. They are unpublished. But, you know, I actually got them out about a year or so ago and read through them. And I thought, well, oh, for a 15-year-old, darn good. Uh, and so uh, that was my creative path. Uh, I had another path in amateur astronomy. I loved the stars. And if I'd been better at math, I probably would have pursued a career in astronomy. It's just as well I didn't because I I much prefer being a writer uh, who is not shackled by academic constraints to discuss the paranormal. Uh, But my interest in astronomy put my mind out there, so to speak, to deal with big concepts and uh, other life and what's our purpose in the big scheme of things. And then I was also a voracious reader, and I loved horror. I loved the paranormal, science fiction, fantasy, So all of these things were going on when I was 16, and all of them played a significant factor in my eventual career path that I'm on today.
2: TGIF, it's Manson Mitchell with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to jumpstart your weekend. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air.
0: Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hello, everyone. I'm Gary Mance.
3: I'm Suzanne Mitchell.
0: We are joined at the board by Benny Mathers. Benny, it's good to have you with us today. A a sad day, but also a day filled with love. Welcome to you, Benny. Thank you very much, and certainly uh, love back to you, too. Today, it's all about the rosemary, Rosemary Ellen Guiley. Suzanne, you collected some information while we were preparing for this show, and I hesitate to say this because it's as gothic as Rosemary herself could be, but the bare bones of the situation, please.
3: She passed away um, July 18, uh, last Thursday, a week ago yesterday. I believe
0: not not far, not much past her 69th birthday, as I recall.
3: I You know, I don't know exactly when her birthday is, but she is um, being remembered as being 69 years old, and I think she has a July birthday, so it's either you know right, right after her birthday or right before it. And, um, and we had her on our show for the first time June 18, 2011. So she's been with us for eight years on air. And it was funny because last November we were saying, this is your 16th time on air, sweet 16. And so then you came up with the question, what, what was your life like at 16 years old? And she came up with that eloquent answer being the eloquent lady that she is. And so um, we want to give her a little bit of an on air memorial today. And we have a number of her friends and colleagues who would like to just talk about their remembrances of her. And um, we'll be bringing on people all during the hour. Did you want to talk about when we first met Rosemary?
0: Oh, it was at the UFO Congress. I I don't even remember the year. I want to say it was something like 2007. I'm not sure but it was held in scottsdale at fort mcdowell and rosemary ellen guiley was there she was off to the side outside the main hall and she had a table with some copies of fate magazine to which she was an excellent contributor as you might expect and i go suzanne there's rosemary ellen guiley and we went up the only reason she was on the side wasn't that she was marginalized she just signed up too late for some space at this big Congress, which I think was the 20th. And so we went up to her. Hi, we're Manson Mitchell. Rosemary, we sure appreciate you for all that you do, your wonderful research. We think you're terrific. And Rosemary said, Manson Mitchell, you two looked familiar to me. I used to see your postings on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And so right then and there, we thought, here's instant friendship material, and we must get this lady on the air, and we did 16 times. We are so grateful, grateful to have known Rosemary, grateful for her friendship, and in fact, grateful that because it suited her purposes one particular weekend, she stayed in our home as a very honored guest for three nights.
3: She did stay here. We were happy to have her and visit with her, and my my recollection about Rosemary, in addition to meeting her at Fort McDowell uh, near Scottsdale, my recollection of her is when she stayed with us, she would get up, have breakfast, we would talk, have some coffee, and she spent whatever whatever free moments there were. She was sitting on the love seat in our living room with her laptop, <laughs> writing, writing, writing. A prolific writer I, I believe she has over 60 books to her credit 65
0: now. or so yes
3: and and she was writing some of those very books in our living room
0: and and taking time to do countless one of countless interviews in particular late at night and I'll say this for Rosemary was she dedicated or what there was somebody probably starting out an internet radio show who asked her to come on she agreed and she said to me this show may only have a dozen listeners, but I said I'd do it, and so I will. And she went into her bedroom, the guest bedroom, closed the door, and did the show for perhaps 12 people. That's who Rosemary Ellen Guiley was. If she said she was going to do a thing, she did it, and she always did it brilliantly. There's more that we can add as we go along with our conversations, but our first guest with remembrances of Rosemary Ellen Guiley has another show to do at the bottom of the hour, so why don't we bring on... Go ahead. Karen A. Dahlman, who is someone who's been on our show a couple of times. Wonderful lady of spiritual exploration in her own right. Don't get her near a Ouija board or she's going to take over the whole show. (laughs) That's for sure. Karen A. Dahlman. Karen, my dear, sad occasion, but we're so happy to have you with us today.
4: Hello, Gary. Hello, Suzanne. It's a pleasure to be here with you. But you're right, it's not the best circumstances, um, but at least, at least, you know what, this is wonderful because we should do a tribute to Rosemary, and I thank you for doing that. What is your,
3: um, what memory stands out for you about Rosemary that you want to share with our listeners today?
4: Sure. Well, Rosemary and I developed a deep friendship, a close friendship right away. We really connected on a sister level, and we she would stay with me at my house as well, and her husband would, would be there too, and we would do board sessions. Uh, no kidding, of course. We did forward sessions. She was very uh, curious about my work with the board, and she would sit down with me as well, and sometimes she would just partake in the session with my partner. And I've got two memories that I want to share. Uh, you know, her being such a prolific writer and dedicated to the craft of moving the pen across page, you know she had to be a taskmaster, and that she was, no matter what she did, she was very serious about her research. So we were working on some research for her through the board, about a book she was going to be writing. And she was asking questions, and we were getting the answers. And for some reason, Joe and I just started talking about cats, sharing cat stories in the middle of the session. I think there's some animal we were talking to on the board. I can't remember exactly the specifics. But Joe and I just went off on this tangent. We had very similar humor. And we're going off for a few minutes, and Rosemary says, okay, look, you two, let's get back to the board, let's get back to business, and you two can share your cat stories later. (laughs) And we all just busted out laughing. It was just hysterical because I was thinking, you know, that's it. We gotta get we gotta get focused here. That's what Rosemary does. Then another time we decided to do a paranormal investigation of Graham Parsons who died overdose at the Joshua Tree Inn. So we went up there, she and Joe booked roommate where Graham Parsons died, and I had the room next door. And we were gonna sit down and do the board session, she had a Frank's box out. We are hoping to make contact with Graham Parsons or somebody in the know about Graham Parsons from the other dimension, from the other side. Well, she had sat there and shared a story uh, earlier that when they were driving up the night before, um, that she had saw anomalous light in the sky. And she said, I know it wasn't a plane because I have a feeling that was some kind of craft. Um, It was just really interesting. She had shared that earlier the night before. Well, the night we sat down at the board, we're trying to reach Graham Parsons, and who comes in but an extraterrestrial? And an extraterrestrial said he was from that craft that she had saw, and he he just wanted to communicate with us and tell us some a message about humanity. And he went on this whole uh, soliloquy about we need to change our ways and not war so much. But it was hysterical because here we are trying to do Frank Fox and the Ouija board and talk to Graham, and then we end up getting an extraterrestrial. Go figure. <laughs>
3: Well, there
0: you go. And I love that story, yeah. Karen, because it says a couple of things to me that both of you were telling the truth because about your relationship. Because on the phone, it was one or two times ago when I had a phone conversation, Rosemary said to me, I brought your name in. And she said, Karen and I have become close friends. And she yeah. was discussing, I believe it was that Ouija convention in Baltimore. And there's a place I would have uh, wanted to be, my birthplace, and for that to be going on. And there were some events attended around some social unrest going on around that time. And so that was a whole story unto itself. But Rosemary was quite explicit in saying that she regarded you as a close friend. And a better compliment, I could not pay you. Yeah, that's, it,
4: it, she, she told me. I knew that. She knew that about me. last time I saw her, um, I was at a UFO convention, and and I, I gave her. I made a pair of earrings. They were alien earrings, and I gave them to her. She thought that was so fitting. And I told her, I said, you know, Rosemary, I want you to know how important you are to me in my life. And she said the same thing to me. So I'm really glad we got to tell each other that.
0: And I loved your story too, Karen, because to be in Rosemary Ellen Guiley's orbit was to be open to all the possibilities of spirit communication, spiritual exploration generally. She was so driven and yet so inviting, so compelling in her her research, her writing, of course, but also her openness to life, to all of life. You couldn't help but catch the bug around her. That's absolutely
4: correct. She was a a, a great researcher of just of people, of life, of experiences. She always lived the moment to the fullest. I mean everything we did together it was she was like right on, right in that moment and with you. It was a very beautiful, beautiful soul. she will always be missed.
3: Karen, we know that you have another radio show to do in a few minutes, so we want to thank you for coming on and and say goodbye and um, really appreciate your words and your story about Rosemary. So thank you for joining us today.
4: You're very welcome. Thank you both. Bye-bye. And we'll, All right. we'll talk to
0: you soon, Karen.
3: All right. We have Excellent. someone
0: else who wants to get in on this conversation. Have, it feels like a bit of a radio wake that we're holding here. That feels right we to are. me.
3: And, and the next visitor to come on is Carl Petrie. Carl. Carl, say, uh, say hello to the listeners. And what is it that you would like to share about Rosemary today? Well,
5: one thing is uh, when it comes to Rosemary, she was the writer. And so all the times that she stayed at our place, early in the morning, I would get up and she'd be on my couch, with her laptop, and writing. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know how, how long it was before I woke up, but she was a writer. And then she could actually carry on the conversation with we a room full of people while she was still writing, uh, which I thought was absolutely amazing. And uh, It was. Over the-
0: that was so characteristic, what you just said. She was a driven woman.
5: Oh, yeah, it was absolutely incredible. And uh, uh, one thing that we used to do is occasionally we used to do uh, investigations. And uh, uh, she was wonderful to be on an investigation with because she knew everything. Anything that came that wasn't quite right, she had an explanation for it. Uh, She could dig into her museum of recollections and come up with everything. Uh, You know, because I'm a psychic, a remote viewer, and a medium. So we would go on the most unusual investigation, and she was right there. And later it was Joe, too. Joe was also with us on these investigations. Uh, And I have fond memories of her, so many. Even as a matter of fact, one of the things we used to do is go to different places with our cameras, because I'm a photographer, and we would take pictures that she would uh, keep uh, for probably future use in a book. So a lot of the photographs that she had, we were shooting them. And uh, so we had a, a great time going out to different places, you know, with the photographs or videotaping and investigations. And, of course, she's just a fine guest to be here. Uh, we, I really got along well with her. I'm, I'm very close to New York City. Uh, and so, you know, we had a, a lot of different people in the area that we used to hang with.
0: You would you would have, yes, you were in the Rosemary Ellen Guiley orbit, she and her husband Joe, a wonderful man. I met him on one occasion, and, and we instantly became friends. He's a great guy, and we certainly feel for him right now. I wanted to mention, Carl, and it is our intention, Suzanne's and my intention to have you on the show again, to discuss topics related to your work, your book, your ongoing development as a medium, And so we look forward to that. But before we let you go, Carl, we wanted to ask you, to what extent or in what specific way did Rosemary have an influence on you as someone who has been working assiduously on his own gift of mediumship?
5: Uh, What was good is that I could get feedback, information. You see, uh, in my personal circumstances, I really don't want to read other people's work. Uh, Because I always fear that it's going to – I'll be second-guessing myself. And you say, well, if this happened to that person, maybe it's the same thing that's happening to me. And so I'm not getting the right view of things. But with Rosemary, uh, I would just – when something really troubled me, I would ask her and she would give me the answer. So it was very clean, a nice way of looking at it. It was easy for me to go into a uh, situation and with Rosemary come out with the right answers.
0: Yes, and I am perfectly prepared to believe that, Carl, because Rosemary was the type of person, and I've only met a handful in my lifetime, Rosemary was the type of person that didn't assume much of anything about life let alone her own research, something to which she would attach her name. She was a very careful and elegant investigator, and I only wish that were the norm for this sort of exploration in the world of psychic investigations, uh, ghost haunted location investigation, and the kind of work you do, because you know, not everybody has the same supremely high ethical standards as a Rosemary Ellen Guiley.
5: Yes. Yeah. And uh, like I said, you know, we went to different places, and she really was taken by what I could do. Um, Because I just, you know, I I don't do this for pay. I don't go out, and it's not like a job for me to go out and do readings or or do investigations. I'm very picky where I go and what I do. And uh, when I saw something very interesting or something out of the ordinary, my first call was to Rosemary, would you like to be a part of this? And she would. And she would just sit back and watch what I do. And it made me feel good because a person of her stature could look at me and say, what I do is really, really good.
0: Oh, it would have meant the world. Absolutely true, Carl. And we're going to get a nice sampling of that in hours worth sometime in the near future when we have you on the show again under very different circumstances. So be uh, well, Carl. I would love it. We'll be talking to you soon, sir. Thank you for contributing today.
5: Okay, the best
3: to you both. Bye-bye Bye now. We have uh, Jody Levon calling in. Jody Levon From Minneapolis, Minnesota. Hello, My Jody. Hello. goodness. Hello. Jody. Chances, but it's
6: always really nice to hear your voices.
3: Sweet lady. Well, and you know, not only that, I don't know that Rosemary would want everybody to be sad. we're We're all talking about how great <laughs> she was. it It doesn't mean that we're we're going to, yes. well, let me tell you, spend, Jody, yes. Jody and I did our crying on the phone. when we both did. first heard, yeah. within about
0: an hour and a half of each other. and I mean, we were the first to talk to each other about it because you got to call somebody who's really close to you, somebody who means a lot to you. And that was you, Jody. And I know that, you and Rosemary, and I really put you in a category, though your paths have taken you to different places and different emphases. The fact is, when it comes to pristine ethics and unwillingness to accept anything like junk or superficiality, but remaining ethical in the pursuit of what is so dear to you, that's a pretty rarefied category, and I put you and Rosemary Ellen Guiley in that category together.
6: Well, that gives me the chills, and I'm honored that you would say that. She was such a a light worker. (laughs) I mean, everything she did, whether she was talking about something that would spook me out as a kid or not, she added light to it and was so grounded and had been doing this for so long. Clearly, she wanted people to see the light and to get something from the journey of not just learning, but get something from it to bring home to themselves. She just she made, I think she made everybody feel really important. I mean, she wrote a blurb for the back of my second book. She had me as a guest on her show. She was always going to talk to me on the phone. And when, when I found out that she died, I, I felt like I lost a relative. And I, yes. I believe I'm speaking for a lot of people, whether they ever personally interacted with her or not, that that is the impact she's had on so many people.
3: Especially in this uh, community of the, the metaphysical community, things unseen. She was really tapped into that particular world in such a variety of ways. Her books cover everything from the angels to the djinn to UFOs. I mean, it was such a wide ranging uh, interest that she had in so many things. And even set up
0: her own publishing house, she helped right. other authors.
6: True. She did. She asked me to write a blurb for one of her authors. It was Visionary Living Publishing, right? I think I right. wrote something right. for Tanya Maria. oh, T- oh so- yes, T- Tanya, Tanya Media
0: and her husband Medea. Joey. They're going to be our guests next, next weekend.
6: Week. Yeah. Oh,
3: that's
0: yes, awesome. And, and- She took an. This is the one of the great aspects of Rosemary. She's
3: the glue of all these people that we know. We're
0: all six degrees separated from Rosemary Ellen Guiley. That's the situation. (laughs) (laughs) But Rosemary and people all the time. It's funny, Jody, because people would say, "Oh, Roe and I were talking on the phone the other day." Oh, I saw Roe at such and such convention. For me, I couldn't allow myself to just call her Ro. I envied the people who could have that casual affinity. For me, it was always Rosemary. I just, the, here was a person of distinct ability and great dignity, and sometimes a very smart ass sense of humor actually, but nobody was ever the victim of it. And so whenever I would talk to her, it was always, hi, Rosemary. And uh, something tells me that she knew that I was extending that to her, rather like a title an honorific. And I think about all the people that she helped, and it's no wonder that I hold her in such high regard. She saw something in you, Jody, that was eminently worthwhile because Rosemary Ellen Guiley was not the kind of person who would waste even a second if it did not contribute to this higher purpose and the sense of it that she had throughout her life. Oh,
6: I agree with that. I remember when I first connected with her, I... I felt like I was in front of mother nature, (laughs) like she knew so much. And there was, I feel like I've, I've been, obviously I've been doing this my whole life. I've been a medium my whole life had experiences my whole life and feel like I have a pretty good understanding. Although I'm always learning when I met her, I felt like there was just a fraction that I knew because just speaking with her, you could feel how much knowledge she had. And she never held that above anybody in my opinion. It was always something to be shared. It was always, in fact, I felt like that's why she was here, is to share it. She loved to share it. And though she's never been in my home, I wouldn't be surprised if she popped in in another way because I think about her so much, and I feel like, I feel her soul, and I feel it shining. And I know she's, she's probably doing research over there, too.
0: Oh, yes, yeah, she probably picked up a pen as soon as she crossed over that was just or maybe they have cosmic keyboards over there maybe someday we'll find out but i i think that rosemary is one of those people because she was so wonderfully attuned and so well researched it wouldn't and as a medium you know what i'm talking about jody it wouldn't freak her out to cross over she might be amazed like oh wow look at this place but i think when she crossed that doorstop Uh, or or doorstep into heaven there, it it just would not be alien to her. It would be like, oh, I'm back home.
6: Yes, I would agree. I wouldn't be at all surprised. And I'm hoping she'll tell us through one of the many mediums she knows, that she that's exactly what it was like for her.
0: You know, we're going to bring somebody on. We'd like you to stay with us, Jody. And while we're bringing on uh, the next contributor, I did want to just ask you, let's say that Rosemary decides to come through to you, and I predict that will happen. I'm very confident of it, actually. If she decides that she's going to communicate with Jody Levon, what is it in your practice of mediumship that would really let you know, to give you that intimate awareness that it's actually Rosemary?
6: So the feeling that I had when I spoke with her on the phone really gripped me. The feeling I had just in the first email interaction was very similar. I would I would suspect that that would be the feeling that would come up, something out of the blue that I don't feel all the time that is like the flavor of rosemary for me. Not You have so many people on who knew her so personally and so beautifully. They would have a different experience if, if she came through and they're mediumistic and they can feel it. Mine would be what she is for me, which is one of the most profoundly knowledgeable human beings On metaphysics, I don't know how you say is it ufology? How do you say that? You got it right. right. All of these beautiful paranormal pieces, she she knew it better than really anybody I'd ever met. And so that impacted me, and I could feel it in my tummy when we're talking. That's the feeling I would get if she came through.
0: That is how you will know.
6: Yep. Beautiful. That's how I will know.
0: Jody, stay with us because I'd like to bring on someone who was also a dear friend and one of the dearest of Rosemary Ellen Guiley and someone who has made an entire career out of investigating the reality of the afterlife and the ongoing, the eternal connection between those of us who are here and our loved ones on the other side, both going and coming, the traffic of heaven, and that would be none other than Josie Varga. Josie, my dear, I'm so happy that you could call in today.
7: Hi, guys. I'm listening to you and crying and smiling <laughs> all at the same time. I'm I'm looking at a picture of a roseberry and myself on my desk right now, and it still hasn't sunk in. You know, it's still a shock. Even, even though I knew it was coming, you know, I knew it was coming. When I got the news, I, I couldn't believe it. You know what I mean?
0: And, Jody, can you hear Josie?
6: I can, and I can... Feel her profound grief and her love, and it's giving me the chills up and down my arm.
0: Josie, now Jody Levon is a very distinguished, internationally renowned medium, and I'm proud to have her as my friend, as I am proud to have you for our friend, Josie. The only difference being yeah. you and I haven't met face to face, but we'll fix that soon. <laughs> but yeah. when it comes to when it comes to this, uh, what you just revealed, see, this is important. There is there was a privacy. During this whole process, there was a privacy, and yet you knew it was coming. But Jody and I talked on the phone, and we were both shocked and in grief. They're wondering what had happened, and then you Mm -hmm. filled me in on some of the details. You were made aware to a greater extent than many other people, Josie.
7: Yes, and um, you know a lot of people that knew her contacted me and said, well, why didn't you say anything? And I said, well, I didn't say anything because I respected her wishes. You know, she said not to say anything. Um, but like I said, it was it was still a shock. And guy, I laughed uh, when you said before. You said when she got to the other side, she probably picked up a pen as soon as she got there. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> um, I see that too. And one of the things, and we had many conversations about the about the afterlife. And um, you know, she wanted me to publish uh, my upcoming books with her. So we had many conversations about it. And one of the things she said, I remember, she said, the dead have much to share and we have much to learn. Mm. And I and I, I remember I wrote that down, you know, because it, it's so true. The dead have much to share and we have much to learn. So even though she is on the other side, I think her work is going to continue. And she... Like you say, guys, you're going to be picking up a pen over there. In fact, a friend of mine, a mutual friend, called me up and said, "Oh, she'll probably make you do automatic writing, Josie." Oh, I <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, I just got the chills as you were
6: talking. I thought the quote that you wrote of hers would, would be a great book title for you, and I could see you picking up a pen in your own way and writing down what she speak that she's speaking through you, and you would know it's her because you loved her, and that's. How they reach us is through
7: love. Yeah, and I told uh, Gally, and I, I was talking the other day, um, when I first met Rosemary, I didn't know too much about her, okay? I've heard of her, of course, but I didn't know uh, a lot about her. I knew about her books, but I didn't know, I didn't know about her personally. And she agreed to be interviewed on the pilot episode of my show, Visits from Heaven. And when I got over there, as soon as we met, like, she looked at me, I looked at her, and I told Gary, it was like, we looked at each other soul to soul, you know? It was like, and Jody. I can't even describe it. It was an instant, instant connection. We just were immediately close. And she, yes, she, said she knew that I wanted to help others. So we had that synchronicity. You know, we, we both wanted to change the world. We both want to help people. And that's the thing. That was the connection between us. And from then on, you know, she would know what I was thinking. I would know what she was thinking. <laughs> it was, um, I don't know. I I really miss her. And like I said, even though I knew it was coming, it's a shock. But uh, I know that I will hear from her. That's for sure. And, in fact, when I did get the news, I was crying hysterical, and I heard her in my mind say, Josie, I love you. And, of oh. course, that made me cry even more. <laughs> you know? And I, I responded back telepathically, "Well, you have to give me more than that. And I was talking to a friend of ours, uh, a woman that did readings for her, a medium, and she told me, yes, Josie, that was her. And I said, well, then you tell her she has to give me more than that. <laughs> but I <laughs> I'll let you guys know when that happens. But um, you know, oh, I I'm be honored because most people you know know Rosemary for her books. Most people know her for her work, but I got to know her for her heart. You know, and yes. I, I feel I I feel privileged to be able to know her that way. And uh, and and she changed my life. She really did. She made me proud to do what I do. Because you know, we always used to talk, and I would tell her, "I would say, you know, Ro, it's not easy doing this because there are people out there who don't believe." But um, like I said, she made me proud to be doing what I'm doing, and I know um, I will. I, I know I will see her again. I know we all will.
0: I believe that absolutely, and I also think it's entirely in keeping with Rosemary's character that she would give both you, Jody, and you, Josie, encouragement as women who are going to break the glass ceiling. She wanted to encourage people, if this was their bent, to get involved, to take it seriously. But she was very supportive of her fellow women in the field, rather than being jealous of her own success. That's the mark of good character.
7: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, she would never uh, make you feel that she was better than you or anything like that. I mean, whenever we got together, you know, we were, we were equals. you know. Uh, I didn't see her like that, and she didn't see me like that. She didn't see anyone like that. I mean, we are one. We are um, on this earth for a purpose. And that purpose continues over to the other realm. And she asked me to endorse her book, Three Messages from the Afterlife. And when I endorsed her book, she sent me a note saying, Josie, you're a light. Um, into the afterlife, she said, into the spirit realm. You are a light and a bridge into the spirit realm. And I thought about that today, and I'm like, no. Well, you are a light. You are the bridge into the spirit realm, you know, not me. She's the one who lit that path for me. You understand what I'm saying? Um, I do. I I mean, I can't even begin to describe how much she touched my life. That's part of her legacy, Uh, Josie.
6: Yeah, I can feel it, and I think everybody listening can feel it as well. And you are a light; I can feel that too. Oh,
7: thank you, thank you.
0: I hope that the two of you ladies will get to know each other on a professional and friendly basis, because I mean we're connected there, and uh, Jody is a personal friend of ours. Josie is is one of those great friends we have yet to meet there, but I hope that the two of you will find reason to do business together because you both have so much to offer and are so articulate and so dedicated in your pursuit of your study of spirit and of afterlife communication and mediumship that it would be a shame if the two of you didn't connect somehow other than today. So I'm going to encourage you both to get to know each other and you'll both make a good friend in the
6: process.
7: i tell you yeah, what, Dodie, we have to get together and Rosemary's memory, okay?
6: <laughs> I would I would love that. I will okay. reach out to you. I would love that.
7: Uh, I mean, it would be a pleasure. And um, like I said, you know, I, I wrote a tribute to Rosemary, and I called her a one-in-a-million friend. And I mean that wholeheartedly. She was my one-in-a-million friend, and there will never be another person like Rosemary Arangali. I mean that
0: eloquently and accurately said she is irreplaceable. Absolutely true. Well, Jody and Josie, thank you, ladies, for being on our show. You've made great contributions. So I feel like this is a radio wake, and we're having friends get together talking about the shared friendship we have with a great lady. And I certainly look forward to, as does Suzanne, to talking to you both on air and off air very soon.
7: Okay, thank
3: you for having me, guys. Thank you for calling.
0: It's we, it's like friends getting together at a wake.
3: We have another friend at our radio wake. We have Skip and Sharon Line Gang calling from Seattle.
0: Now we're talking the Seattle connection. Yes, Skip and Sharon Line Gang. Welcome, folks. Glad to have you with us, though I say glad with conditions because this is a sad occasion, a sad occasion and yet a loving tribute as well. Welcome to both of you.
2: Hey, welcome to you. Thank you for very much for having us. On and we'd love to do this rosemary was one of our friends and our business associates and it was really nice to have known her and it is it is a sad occasion
4: she's going to be truly missed she was one of a kind
0: One of a kind. Absolutely true. Skip and Sharon, I I say with some measure of wholesome professional pride that I was asked and paid, I might add. I'm so thrilled. I can put this on my resume. I was actually paid to write publicity copy for her work with you. And I'm going back a couple of years. And I wrote that. And I made the mistake in the first draft of calling her a parapsychologist. What do you think of this copy I sent to her? Boy, did I get told. She in no way, shape or form saw herself as a parapsychologist per se, but as an investigator of of ghosts, of hauntings, certainly of UFOs, of paranormal phenomena of various kinds, various and sundry, that she would claim, but she never considered herself a parapsychologist, and I thought that was so intriguing because she had such an acute self-understanding.
4: Go go
2: ahead, Well, you know, what's really amazing to us was, we didn't view her as a parapsychologist either. no she was a researcher, mm-hmm. investigator, and she did it. She approached everything that she did with the intent that she was going to write about this so that the masses could learn. And whether they take it, whether they believe it, whether they incorporate it into their their practices didn't matter to her. She presented it more in a scientific research way and so that people could understand it and apply it to themselves if they chose to.
4: That was the best part. She made it so that people understood it. She put it in layman terms Mm -hmm. and made it to where people truly understood what a dream was or what a ghost was or what a spirit was or any of the occult things that are going on. She wrote so many books. It's just amazing. Just amazing. She left the legacy of a lot of wisdom.
0: A lot of wisdom and a literary legacy like you can't believe. She really was so productive, like few people I've ever met in my life.
3: Now, the the two of you worked closely with Rosemary when she was in Seattle and she came to your events. You sponsored her for various events in Seattle. Is there any particular story that you would like to tell from one of those events? Oh, my. I have,
2: There's
4: so many good, good memories. I mean...
3: I have one.
2: The, okay. first, the first time she came, we put on a, a, a dinner event with her at a one of our local shops. There, we put on a dinner event, and what what was really cool is we sold the tickets for, it for those that wanted to attend. This was a seminar, and Rosemary was supposed to talk for two hours. <laughs> yeah. And she she got once she got going, she had so much information, and the people wanted. The, to hear more and more and more on different topics. She went for four hours. Yeah. And, I mean, it was incredible. She was just amazing. It, and the stuff, it the information just came and came and kept coming and coming. And, and
4: you know what I remembered most? She couldn't believe that that many people wanted to come and hear her. She, yes. she had such a a down-to-earth way of about her that what she did, she just did because she loved it, and she couldn't believe in a way that those that, that many people wanted to come and have dinner and listen to what she had to say. I mean, Sharon I you're,
3: you're right Sharon she was very self-effacing. She was not uh, egotistical and yeah, uh, that no. was one of the reasons I think people liked her so much is that she yeah. didn't set herself apart as being, exactly. you know, an expert or a diva or somebody that yeah. needed, you know, the queen bee. But she, I mean, she was really at the top of her game and just so kind and lovely to everybody.
0: She enjoyed an unaffected celebrity. Exactly, exactly.
4: She sure did. And, I mean, I have, she was just a a gentle soul and a light in the darkness. And I liked, uh, you know, Joe always came along and I had a good time with Joe and I met her sister and her sister was always there too. And we both, you know, send out our, our condolences to them and um she's just going to be missed. She was always fun to be around. You know, she was, she was an upbeat person.
2: I have something. I want to tell your listeners, this. this is a little story. This is kind of cute. All the research that Rosemary had done about ghosts. And I mean, you know that you and, and most of the listeners out there, no, Suzanne too, but I mean, You guys know, and most of the listeners that know us, uh, know that we take groups of people on ghost hunts. And one time she was here and we said, we're going to do a ghost hunt. She says, I want to go when I get there. And she said, I have never been on an actual ghost (laughs) hunt. She says, I've researched, I've written, I've learned, I've done all kinds of things with this," And she says, I've never been on an actual ghost hunt. So we planned for it and the weather canceled the ghost hunt because yes. it was an outdoor ghost hunt it was in a cemetery or something so anyhow we planned for the next one and the next one we never got to take her on a ghost hunt no. because eventually she told us that she was sick and um what was going on yes. and, and so she, we, she never got back out here for us to do this, it
4: this july was supposed to be the ghost hunt
2: yes this, and, this july was yeah, the one she was going to go hunting.
4: and she was going to be a speaker at our um coming up at expo that we're putting together and Darn it, I'm, people are going to miss seeing her and hearing all her
0: wisdom. Well, that's exactly the case. Skip, Sharon, will you hold on with us just a moment? Because I believe we have Nicole Strickland
3: available. We do. We have Nicole. Uh, Nicole, are you there? Yes, I am. Hello. Oh, great. H- have, have you met Skip and Sharon uh, Linegang yet? Or are you meeting I them today I have not. On
8: Yes, I have have not. not. I'm listening to all these wonderful tributes, and I want to meet everyone. I'm just, it's such wonderful words for Rosemary.
0: Well, I feel like I am standing in a funeral home during a wake, which it is my privilege to do on air, as it were. Skip, Sharon, Nicole Strickland. Talk about your ghost. She is an eminent lady. Uh, in and of herself, a wonderfully elegant human being. She also is one of the most articulate and well-researched writers on any subject she chooses to write about, and never more so than when she talks about the haunted Queen Mary. She is the queen of the Queen Mary among researchers, and I mean that without the slightest exaggeration. And I'm just going to say this on air. Nicole, if you get a chance to meet Skip and Sharon line gang and I know you love yourself of Pacific Northwest you've been there several times and you always talk about how it breaks your heart to leave the gorgeous Pacific Northwest when you yes. come back I heartily recommend that you meet get together with Skip and Sharon and if there is an event where the three of you would be working in concert I'm saving money in a cigar box Suzanne doesn't <laughs> know about it until now but we will be
2: there
8: Oh, I would love that. That sounds wonderful. Let's make that happen for sure.
2: Yeah, that'd be it, great, Nicole. We'd love to meet yes. you and, and talk about
8: doing something. Absolutely.
0: And Nicole, when yeah. it comes to the elegance of your own research, I can see why you and Rosemary would have a kind of sisterhood of the pen or the keyboard, as it were, because the two of you insist on accuracy and on the fullest possible expression of the truth as you discover it. You had that in common.
8: Absolutely. I mean, there's so many people that had, you know, this this in common with Rosemary. I was fortunate to meet Rosemary when I worked with the Ghost Research Society, which is headed by Dale Katzmerich. And I met her in 2009 and we did an overnight investigation at the very haunted uh, Waverly Hills Sanatorium. And watching Rosemary work was just amazing. I mean, I I always equate paranormal research to in many ways being like an art form and watching Rosemary work was synonymous with watching any other, any other artist, you know, with the creative process. She was so, she had this, Seamless agility in combining her learned knowledge, her creative investigation, and in many unique research methodologies, and unlike anyone, and she just had this very, very strong ability to be this, you know, scholar in this field. And she studied so many different facets of the paranormal, and you know, not many people do that. And no ego. I've been listening, uh, you know this whole show and you know combining ego in this field it just doesn't work it's like oil and water and she was just always so positive and and worked with this very strong sense of humility which is really needed for successful research so I was so blessed to work with her and also uh, Nicole Tito and Lisa Crick are are friends of mine and the three of us actually went to the Queen Mary uh, back in 2011 Troy Taylor had a conference out here in San Diego, so we decided to spend the night on the Queen Mary, which is only like an hour and a half away. So I drove everyone up to the Queen Mary and we had a great night and we had the chance to investigate parts of the ship and just truly, truly a remarkable woman. I was I was so blessed to know her. And, you know, as an author myself, I you know, I still consider myself like a beginning author. I've only written a few books. And to have Rosemary write the foreword to one of my Queen Mary books was just such a tremendous honor.
6: And yes, so I, just, yes, I, I indeed. can't
8: say enough about her. She was just a, a a pious, spearheading pioneer on so many levels.
0: And she So beautifully said.
8: Yeah. She helped to pave said. the path for so many and we need to continue her legacy for sure.
0: That's so beautifully said, and Nicole, let me compliment you. You may have only written a few books, but they are a few extremely well-written books,
3: oh, and uh, Suzanne you. and I were they privileged.
0: Are, yeah. uh, for one of them, Suzanne and I had the honor. You asked us to write the foreword to the book, and wow, we went at that like we were writing a speech before the United Nations. Yes. We really wanted Speaking to do of our writing, best. writing...
8: <laughs> yeah, your forward brought me to tears. I was reading it and I was like, oh my God. I mean, the the way you wrote that forward, I, I still cry when I read it. So It was beautifully from written. the heart.
0: If something yeah, came over us, and, and our association absolutely. with you is, is something of which we are quite proud. Now, Skip and Sharon, you're still with us, right?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: what, what I'd like you to know about Nicole is that she has become a star of the Oregon Ghost Conference. I know of two, maybe you've done three, Nicole, but at least two that I know of, and people, they just revel in your expertise, in your elegant presentation, and they leave the conference feeling like they've made a new friend in you. So now we're already talking about a strong Pacific Northwest connection.
8: Oh. Absolutely. Yeah, there are so brilliant. many people involved yeah. with that conference that are just amazing. I mean, everyone that's involved, they're just truly amazing researchers. So I'm very happy to be a part of that.
2: Well, you know, Nicole, Sharon, Sh- 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 and I are working on a uh, big expo in June of 2020 at Ocean Shore at the
7: Cronaut
2: yes. Beach, Beach Resort and Casino. Wow. And it will be it, it. will be a. It's called the Silver Spirit Psychic Expo, and um, it's going to incorporate a lot of things in the metaphysical and the paranormal.
4: So maybe we'll be Fantastic. contacting her. Yeah. Which must be involved. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah,
2: maybe, maybe we can and, talk. Um, I can find you online and that kind of thing. So we'll connect. Absolutely. You.
0: Yes, we'll make sure to connect you and a word to our listeners. You see what I've done there? (laughs) I I wanted to get these folks together because this is a lot of dynamic power between the three of these individuals. It's, uh, It's fortuitous is what I was saying that we get you folks on together because I think there's so much grand potential there to do an event together that would be of the
2: highest quality. Well, thank and, you. And I think it would be a lot of fun too to get to incorporate even more local celebrities and and well-known people, artists, uh, authors, that kind of thing into the, some of our events. You know, and I think it would be great.
4: Sounds yeah, like a great seasons. event.
8: Absolutely.
2: Yes.
4: Well, I hope it's, it's going to be a fun event. It really is. And um, yeah, Maybe that was Rosemary cutting in to let us to let us know she liked the idea. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: But as explanations go, I'll take that one. <laughs> that, that would be outstanding. And I think that the theme of this piece of it is that Rosemary was all about being her own agent of self control she was quality control all the way i saw her myself with my own eyes doing that i heard her time and again insist on the elegance of her research and insisting holding up that bar for everybody else to clear as well and with the dedication of the three of you i have no doubt that you could form a fine partnership and in a way you'd be doing it in rosemary's honor absolutely
4: that's that's what's important I can't, I can't wait to see if Rosemary comes through to skip. I'm just waiting for that. <laughs> I want to see what it. she has to say from being on the other side now and can give, you know, real actual knowledge.
8: <laughs>
2: you yeah, know we, what I mean? Yeah. we haven't Nicole, tried to see yet, but we are going to try and do that. Yes, indeed. She and now
8: Nicole, knows the secrets of the universe. That's for sure.
0: I sat down with, with Skip many, many years ago, not knowing the gentleman, and he and I have become friendly since, and of course, Sharon as well there. But what I can tell you is that I it's the only time I've ever gotten a psychic reading where I hadn't even put my butt in the chair there, and he asked me a question, who is this individual? And this individual had uh, an inconvenient role in my life by being in the way of an intended love affair and so I wasn't too keen on this individual because that's just human competition there but I didn't even get to sit down and Skip goes who's this individual I go well I'll tell you (laughs) and I had to explain the circumstances there And from then on, everything was spilling up. You need to do this. Here's what needs to happen. And this is what it's about. And people say about you such and such. And it was 100% accurate. And this is coming from somebody who had never seen me before. So I give Skip four stars for the work he does as a medium. And, Nicole, this is going to be more than a little interesting to you because I know you don't work as a professional medium, but you are mediumistic in your own right
8: little yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm I'm I would say I'm more of like an empath. So yeah, I do work intuitively. Absolutely. I like to blend that with you know, the scientific side, so to speak. So works well for me. Well,
3: Nicole, we appreciate your calling in today and contributing to our radio wake that we're having. And, of course, we are going to be having you on our show again. So thank you very much for joining us. And we will definitely thank get you. Thank
8: you so in such. much.
0: It's, it's our honor. And we will definitely uh, provide contact information so that you and Skip and Sharon can connect. Because I think that that's a meeting that was faded from the beginning of the world for you to meet. And that's <laughs> going to be one powerful encounter. I hope to be there for it myself.
8: Absolutely! Thank you so much, everyone. What a beautiful tribute for Rosemary. And
1: thank you. Thank you.
3: And Skip and Sharon, she completed this transition, this life, in the same place where you are in the Seattle area, and uh, the the city is a little bit brighter for her having been there, even at the end. And oh, um,
4: definitely, definitely.
3: Yes. So (laughs) let's make
4: sure. Lovely, lovely lady.
0: Yeah, well said. That says it all. And so we're delighted that you could join us, uh, even under these sad circumstances. Skip and Sharon, Line Gang, let's make sure that we stay in touch because there's always so much more to do with what we do on air and off.
4: You're totally totally true, and we are there for you whenever you want us. Okay. Thank
3: Thank you you for being with us today.
4: All All right. Thank you for letting us say a few beautiful words for a beautiful lady.
3: All
0: right. It was our pleasure Bye and now. our honor. We miss you, Rosemary. We'll love you always and we thank you for who you are on either side of the veil, and your legacy is rich indeed. Suzanne, who's coming up next?
3: Uh next is Christine Upchurch, followed by the Susan Harmon Experience and then American Road Trip Talks. So stay you have, tuned.
0: Stay tuned to AM eleven fifty in Seattle. Have a
6: great weekend, everyone.